Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi everyone, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I would like to welcome you tonight to Small Biz Chat. Our mission on Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. Now, I created Small Biz Chat to give our loyal small business audience an opportunity to see the guests, not just read all the great information that our guests have to offer. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, I have an amazing show for you tonight. Now, I want to make sure that you're getting what you need when it comes to corporate sponsorships. And that's why I invited my next guest, Linda Hollander. When I first met her, she used to go by the wealthy bag lady, but now she... (laughs) the sponsor concierge, right? So now she's fancy, right? So I'm so excited to have Linda here with us tonight because she is an expert on corporate sponsorships. And as the sponsor concierge, she helps businesses from nonprofits to businesses get corporate sponsorships. She has over 20 years of experience and she has gotten sponsorships from everybody, from brands that you know, Microsoft, Citibank, FedEx, Bank of America, American Airlines, Staples, Walmart, IBM, you name it, this lady has gotten a check from them. So we need to listen to her because she knows what it takes to attract corporate sponsorships to your brand. So Linda, welcome to Small Biz Chat Live. (laughs) Great to be here. Thanks. Now listen, when it comes to getting sponsorships, how do you identify potential sponsors for your brand? Okay, well, the definition of corporate sponsorship is connecting a company to people who buy things. So that's how you identify your sponsors. It's all about your demographics. It's all about your audience. And I always say that demographics are your destiny with sponsors. So say somebody like you has an audience of entrepreneurs. Companies that would be good sponsors for you are banks, office supply retail, shipping, telecommunications, Think of the daily lifestyle of your audience and your demographics. They get in a car, they brush their teeth, they wash their hair. So there's personal care products too, food, beverage, all kinds of companies could be your sponsors, but it's all about your audience. I love it. I love it. And I have had the opportunity to be, to attract corporate sponsors to my brand for about the last nine years. So I know that you know what you're talking about. So tell me, what are sponsors looking for? I think we always focus too much on what we want from a sponsor versus (laughs) what do the sponsors want from us? Sponsors want you to give them visibility, number one. So that's what you do on your show. You give them visibility. You do all kinds of things to engage people with the brand. You can do award presentations for your sponsor. You can promote them on your social media. You can promote them through video. All of the touch points that you have with your audience, such as things like this, Facebook Live, podcasts, all those channels that you use, including old school email marketing, can promote your sponsors. And For instance, I have a client 
who sends out an e-zine and on the bottom of the e-zine, she puts her sponsor logo and a hyperlink to that sponsor company. Another client of mine does blogging and the sponsor pays her to mention their company on a blog. I love it. I love it. I love to get money from sponsors any way they want to give it to me. So I love it. So now let's talk about what is the biggest mistakes that most people make when they're pursuing sponsorships? One mistake that people make that is huge, absolutely huge, is pricing too low, not knowing your worth with sponsors. For instance, I get a lot of people sending me proposals and they're asking for $250 for a sponsorship. Well, let me tell you a couple things about sponsorship. First of all, sponsorship is a team sport, meaning that person in the company who likes you, who is your champion, has to check with their boss has to check with their team, has to check with their colleagues. Is it worth their time if you're asking for $250? Absolutely not. So you have to establish your value from the beginning. And we like to start sponsorships at $10,000 because then sponsors know it's worth their time. You're delivering something of value to them. And, you know, in the sponsorship game, you can't double and triple (laughs) your fees every year. So you kind of want to start at a certain level. And when I first started getting sponsors, wow. 18 years ago, I started at five and six figures. Well, there you have it, folks. She told you, don't don't sell yourself short. Ask for the big money up front. So now, what is the best way to approach a prospective sponsor? Sponsors like you to introduce yourself by email. They don't really want to be surprised by a phone call. And now if they see a phone number that they don't recognize, they may not answer it and may go directly to voicemail. So they want you to introduce yourself by email. And, you know, we think of it as a campaign. Send them a couple of emails. Your first email may not get a response, but if you send a few emails, then follow it up with a phone call, that is the best way to go. And then when you send your email to your sponsor, sometimes we want you to do what's called attaching your proposal or your quick fact sheet. So you have a short description and a snapshot of what you do so the sponsor can look it over and then start a conversation and a dialogue that leads to a deal. Awesome. Awesome. Now, what about LinkedIn? Can you hit them up on LinkedIn? If you if you don't necessarily have their email address, can you find them on LinkedIn? Is that okay? Yeah. LinkedIn, we found is the best social media platform for connecting with your sponsors. So if you like a certain company, go to their LinkedIn. And here's what people ask me all the time. Who do I go to in that company for sponsorship? So I'll tell you a real quick story about FedEx. Do I have time for a story? Absolutely. Okay. So FedEx, I knew absolutely nobody at FedEx and I wanted FedEx as a sponsor. So basically I I searched and I found the person who does marketing. So if you're taking notes, write down the marketing department. You know, I had to be passed around to a couple of people, but eventually I got to the guy who could green light a sponsorship and he was in the marketing department. We had a few conversations. He liked me. He liked what we did. And what happened was I got a multi-year contract with FedEx. And this was when I was just starting out. I really didn't have a track record or anything. So one of the myths about sponsorship is you need a whole lot of experience and a big following because I had neither. And the renewals, you mentioned cash machine earlier. In sponsorship, renewals are your cash machine because if a sponsor likes you, 
They give you money this year, the next year, and then the next year. And that is a game changer. I'm taking notes. That's awesome. All right. Now, tell me when, how can you best determine the benefits for the sponsor? Like when you're putting together your sponsorship package that you want to email, you always have to highlight what's in it for them. So how do you best determine that? Well, the first way is to ask them. (laughs) Uh, As John said earlier, you want to ask them what uh, they want as benefits. But, you know, if you haven't talked to the company yet, you don't really know them. Here's some benefits that are universal. Tell that sponsor that you're going to educate people about their products and their services. You're going to help them increase loyalty to the brand. You're going to help them grow the customer base. And lastly, and this is probably the most important, you're going to help them drive sales because that's really what sponsorship is all about. It is a marketing expense and they want you to help them drive sales to the company. Listen, Linda, you are giving us so many good nuggets tonight. So I want to hold you right there and All of us know that it's important to listen to and understand corporate sponsorships because that's just extra money on top of ticket sales. So listen, when we come back on Small Biz Chat Live, we're going to be talking about what to put in that all-important sponsor package. So don't go away. We'll be right back on Small Biz Chat Live. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world. And I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I am giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Welcome back to Small Biz Chat Live. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and it is time to talk more about corporate sponsorships. And I've got more questions, but we got a question live from my audience. Tracy wants to know if what you're talking about related to corporate sponsorships is the same if you're trying to become a brand ambassador or like an influencer. Linda, can you answer that? Absolutely. And influencers are some of the hottest people now getting corporate sponsors. And now it's corporate sponsorship is sort of democratized. Any of us can do it if we build up our following. One of the best brand ambassadors that I absolutely love because I am the original crazy cat lady is Grumpy Cat. And if a cat can get sponsorships, we can all get sponsorships. So Grumpy Cat has been sponsored by Friskies and by Cheerios Cereal. Grumpy Cat has over 300 million followers, and he has a net worth of over $100 million. So yes, brand ambassadors is a kind of the same as a sponsorship. Just remember that you get paid. So that's the difference with sponsorship is you're a brand ambassador or an influencer who gets paid by a sponsor. Exactly. And I've had the opportunity to be both, be corporate sponsored for some of my events, as well as being a brand ambassador and an influencer and really a national spokesperson for brands. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So Linda, let's get back to how do I use research to strengthen my sponsorship proposal? How can I do that? 
Okay. Well, when I first started getting sponsors, I kind of wanted to do the same thing that you're doing. I wanted to do a women's small business expo because I had two failed businesses. And when I finally figured it out how to do the right business, I got out of the poverty trap. And more importantly, I got out of an abusive relationship and I wanted to show other women how to create their own multi-million dollar business like you do. So (laughs) I did research on the market of women business owners. This is how research can help you. You can sell sponsors on the concept if you are just starting out. So I found that women are starting businesses at twice the rate of men, that women in America spend more than five countries combined, and that women make or influence over 85% of the purchasing decisions in America. And that's how I got my first sponsors, which were Bank of America, Walmart, and IBM. I just had an idea in my head. I'm this short little frizzy haired Jewish girl in the kitchen with her cat. And I sold those sponsors because I took the time to do research on the demographics. All right, Linda. Now, if we're ready to send our sponsorship packet, is it important to make contact by phone or by email before we send over a sponsorship packet? I would do that. I would send an email. But here's where uh, I want to give you some advice. I want you to send on your very first email. I want you to attach not the full sponsor proposal, but attach what we call a quick fact sheet. It's also known as the proposal brief. It has no pricing on it, no sponsor fees but it has a great snapshot of what you do. And remember, the most compelling benefits for your sponsors. In other words, when you are pitching the sponsors, make that sponsor the star. It's not about you. It is about them. And I think you'll agree that's how to do successful sponsorships. Without question, without question. Now, when it comes to time to send the actual sponsor package, what goes in that package? So what you want to have there is a description of what you do. You want to have your benefits. You want to have your marketing plan because you can include sponsors in your marketing plan. How are you going to get the word out about what you do? Are you going to do forums like this? Are you going to do email, video? Are you going to do social media? Are you going to do traditional advertising? Let that sponsor know. If you have testimonials, put those in your sponsor proposal. And lastly, this is so important. This is how we help people do sponsors in a different way than everybody else. Storytelling. You want to tell your story. You want to tell maybe if you're not comfortable telling your story, tell a story of somebody that you've helped through the work that you do, because we are all in different businesses, but we are all in the life-changing business. I put in my sponsor proposal that I was in the poverty trap. I put in my sponsor proposal that I was in an abusive relationship. You want to show your humanity and make an emotional connection because a company is not going to sponsor you. It is a human being in that company that's going to decide to sponsor you. That's really interesting. I really wouldn't have thought that it's important to share more personal information. Now, you mentioned earlier about you had the opportunity to get FedEx to sponsor you two or three years in a row. How can we all do that? I mean, I (laughs) mean, because I I even I don't have multi multi year sponsorship. So how do you go about doing that? It's all about relationships. Because what I did with FedEx, and I I could tell even American Airlines who I had as a sponsor. So I did an interview like this, and it was at a radio studio. I came back. 
I had typed her an email that said, hey, American Airlines, I just mentioned you on a radio station that gets 75,000 listeners. And she typed me back, oh, thank you so much. So it's about the relationship. It's about talking to that sponsor, constantly keeping that sponsor in the loop of what you are doing for them. Another way to get the renewals is to send them a renewal report. And I recommend sending them a report at least quarterly and then calling them and going over that report. Remember conversations. <laughs> you want to have conversations with your sponsor because really conversations produce relationships and rapport and the renewals. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for all of that helpful advice about how to attract and keep corporate sponsors to level up your small business. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.